Welcome to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora with the Ego Death Series Part 5. So we talked about abundance, uh, the energy of equal energy exchange, getting out of lack and poverty consciousness. This is all about coming into balance, right? So everything about the ego and the matrix illusion is about creating imbalance. Everything about embodying the higher self, um, having the connection to source and embodying the divine traits is about balance. So today we are going to talk about two programmings or, or quite a few programmings, but they all interlink with each other. So the first programming is attachment and the second programming is control. Attachment and control go hand in hand, right? And this plays out in every aspect of our life. So, um, and I feel a lot of people probably don't even realize what attachment is truly on an energetic level. So they'll maybe assume that they're not an attached person or they're not a controlling person, but in fact they are. And this will always come back to what I said at the beginning was that the ego is all about externalization. And it kind of plays into as well when we talked about lack and how the ego creates a black hole that could never be filled, right? So attachment and control are part of these. They are part of externalizations and part of the black hole nature um, of the ego. So attachment, I feel the best definition of it is when there's, is anything that we are attached to outside of ourselves that we feel we have to have something specifically has to happen, right? We can be attached to an outcome. We can be attached to a person, place, or thing, or outcome. Those are the main ways that attachment presents itself. So when we talk about attachment to a person, this will often play out in some form of a relationship. This doesn't necessarily mean a romantic relationship, but we often see it, you know, we often see it very, very, uh, <laughs> Clearly, when we get into an intimate relationship, we see that attachment come out. This also plays into um, parent-child dynamics. Um, a lot of parents who are very, very attached to their children, it leads to them trying to control their children. It, they go hand in hand, right? Same thing as when we have a relationship where one is very, very attached to the other person. They have a codependency issue and it leads them to try to control that other person. And this happens all the time in subtle ways and in much more obvious ways. So attachment to people is usually pretty obvious, um, but I'll give you some examples of how attachment to a person can play out. So when we have, let's say, the parent-child dynamic attachment, um, and it can go vice versa. You can have the child who's overly attached to the parent um, because there is uh, an imbalance with the energy. 
And so it basically will play out where let's say the parent is overly attached to the child. They've created a codependency. They can seek to live vicariously through the child. That is attachment. Um, And they'll try to control the child so that the child does things and and accomplishes certain things and lives a certain life that the parent is vicariously living through, right? And they are attached to the, the life that the child decides to live. Um, vice versa, if a child is overly attached to a parent, it's that they feel they can't function without that person. It ultimately gives us the feeling that we cannot function without that person and furthermore that we cannot function without that person making us happy, right? Doing what we want them to do. So this this intertwines with the principle that we share often, which is not taking things personally because when we are attached to another person, We become not only attached to them in their energy because we feel like we need them in some external form, either to make us happy, to fulfill us, you know, to live out uh, our, our dreams through them, whatever it may be. And so that attachment creates this deep control and we end up taking things personally that that other person says and does due to our attachment right so for instance if i if in a in a relationship in a romantic relationship if there is heavy attachment with one party they're going to try to control the other person's actions so that they can stay happy right so if i want to control my partner because i'm so attached to them that everything they do either makes or breaks me it either puts me in a good mood or a bad mood i am now at the whim of external people and i'm attached to what they do and what they say you know this leads to a lot of jealousy as well attachment um so jealousy plays plays deeply into that especially when it's a person-to-person relationship and the control Um, now if we're attached to so we have people places right some people are very attached to certain places we see this with the older generations they can become very attached to let's say their hometown or the area in which they grew up they're so attached that the thought of leaving that area is so uncomfortable and they kind of perpetuate this notion that you you just follow the the you know the societal rules like you're supposed to stay in the hometown you're supposed to stay around the people you grew up with you're not supposed to go off and start a new life or create new experiences right they're very attached to a place this can also happen with um jobs jobs can be a place you know an environment um, being very very attached to that certain environment and it ultimately prevents us from evolutionizing that's the root of the attachment it boxes us in to where there's only one person one place one thing one outcome that can make us happy and when it's when we're not getting it 
it causes an extreme disturbance in our energy field. We become controlling, we become jealous, we can become completely destabilized, right? So we are at, we are now putting ourselves in the position of being a victim again of external people, places, and things. That's the root of attachment. Attachment leads to a lack of joy because you're always dependent on these external circumstances. So the true joy is in the non-attachment. It's knowing that you can never lose someone or something. There's no such thing as loss. So this kind of does tie us into that, um, the lack. You never lose anything, right? In true reality, everyone is always interconnected. And nothing is ever lost. That's why we know death isn't real. Because all energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only be transformed or transferred. So when someone, you know, dies, aka they transition, their energy just moves into a different form in the higher realm. That's it. Same thing as if we have a breakup or we go through a period of time where somebody exits our life. We haven't lost anything because in the end of this story, we're all going to come back together. We're all going to be in unity. We're all going to be interconnected and there's no loss. There's no grief. There's no heartbreak. It's all just a flow. Someone may come in and out of your life at the destined times. You may change locations or jobs at destined times in your life and there's nothing to try to hold on to. We have to allow the joy of evolution. The universe is always trying to bring us to a higher place, not a worse place. No matter what it looks like on the outside, we are always evolutionizing. Now, attachment can also be in things. Material possessions, of course, is a big attachment for a lot of people. Um, this can lead to hoarding. <laughs> this can lead to being overly sentimental about certain items you know we get very attached to items and we put all this all this value and energy into it where if that item is taken away we just can no longer function we have a complete meltdown you know it's it's again externalizing our joy externalizing our fulfillment um so attachment to things is a big one you know um people places things outcomes being attached to outcomes is also a huge one. And this is more where we see attachment to thought systems, belief systems, right? Because there's attachment to tangible things like a person or a place or a thing, an item. And then there's attachment to intangible things. So we can be attached to a certain outcome. We can be attached to a certain way of thinking, attached to a belief system. Right. So this is where and we'll dive into these some of these programmings in and of themselves, such as religious programming or being overly attached to science rather than spirituality, being overly attached to belief systems that have been ingrained into us. So <clears throat> when we are attached to an outcome or we're attached to a certain way of being, a certain belief system about the way life is supposed to be, about the way we are supposed to live, what our life is supposed to look like. We have to remember that the ego is functioning from the past. The ego is a collection of past 
traumas, conditionings, and woundings that just replay in the present moment of now. Um, so that just why it's why we keep repeating the past. Um, but the higher self and the soul operate in the present moment of now, which is free of the past. It doesn't exist on the soul level. And so when we have a, a, an attachment to the way that we think things should be based on those belief systems, we essentially cut off our ability to have an experience that is much grander and is transcendent of those past experiences, right? So because when we come in, especially in this lifetime, and I've talked about this many times before, but in this particular incarnation, this is the last incarnation. So the death and rebirth cycle is coming to a close. The paradigm in which we're moving into, there will not be deaths and rebirths in the way that we know them to be. Um, but galactics can visit this planet simply through their light body. They don't need to actually be birthed, right? I'm sure that there may be some sort of 5D births for those who wish to come in as children. I mean, we don't know, right? We're co-creating the new earth and we absolutely um, can have all those types of experiences. But in terms of the, the uh, being born and then dying cycle, that is, is what is dissolving. And we are no longer going to be doing that. So when we incarnated into this particular lifetime, we had a very particular set of experiences that we were going to set ourselves up for. And we had a very particular path. We all have a path that is ultimately seeking to bring us to our highest embodiment, to our higher self, because we came down here in this incarnation knowing that we signed up to go through the physical ascension process. Now, most of humanity has a lot of experience with this death and rebirth cycle. The majority of humanity are those who have the most experience being down here. So everyone incarnated is, is, is a master in their own right. Um, of course, we do have souls like the 144,000 who are very, very advanced and we volunteered to come. Um, and the, the rest of humanity are masters as well because they have been in this um, human earth game for a long time and they have a lot of experience in how to do this evolution process, how to raise the consciousness. And then we have, of course, the advanced souls that have come in. We have mother and father God who have come in. We have the archangels who have come in. We have the Elohim who is supporting. We have the GFOL who is supporting. We have every star nation known to creation here supporting this process. So we are all masters or we wouldn't be here, right? And we have a certain path that we set up that our higher selves constructed before we incarnated. And the human self, the egoic part of the human self will fight tooth and nail for that for us to not follow that path for us to not embody the higher self and in, and a big way that the ego will prevent us from fulfilling our destinies is through attachment 
You know, there's many people who, and this is from our own experience too. We've been through this. We know how it is. There does come a certain point in your path often if you are the one who is awakening first in your environment, that there usually comes a, a, a choice point where if those in your environment and who you are connected to are not on the same path at the same time in this evolution, there comes a choice point where you either, if you are that attached to these people, places, things, or um, outcomes, then you will often choose to stay inside the comfort zone rather than following the higher self calling. And eventually these attachments are going to be broken regardless because the universe loves us and wants us to evolve, but it can often bring about more experiences of pain and grief and heartbreak because we have gone into resistance against the higher self calling, against the call for non-attachment, right? So this can often also lead to us needing to be right. This is an attachment to thought processes. And a lot of humanity is deeply attached to their own thought processes, their own opinions, their own belief systems, and they need to be right. They need to prove that they're right. That's another form of attachment that will lead you down the hole of destruction. Um, because it's not about being right. And it's definitely not about proving that you're right to others. It's about following your own soul calling. It's about following your own path through your guidance system, your inner compass, which is the soul that is always aligned to the higher self and is always aligned to source. It's just a matter of whether, whether we're listening to it or not and whether we're actually following it or not. But the attachment and the needing to be right, um, needing to do what we think we should be doing. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of times we, especially in this particular incarnation, you know, before we all woke up, we definitely had a vision for our lives. You know, we were like, yeah, we're, you know, we all had this vision, this dream of what we were going to do with our lives and what we were going to make it. And then you wake up and you realize that everything that you thought you wanted for your life and everything you were so attached to seeing happen in your life was just all the ego and it was just all past trying to replay itself and the truth is that we don't know how the rest unfolds because we're entering the unknown love and the unknown are the only energies in existence that's it love and the unknown and the new paradigm is love in the unknown. The unknown aspect is limitless possibilities. Raw creational energy. Love being action, being intuition, being manifestation, creating, right? We we create in the unknown. We live in the unknown where the limitless possibilities exist. That's where miracles occur. That's where synchronistic events occur. <clears throat> and if we're attached then we don't allow the unknown to actually unfold 
So we go into resistance to the unknown and instead we seek to go back to what is known, to go back to what is comfortable. So non-attachment often comes with learning how to go outside the comfort zone because outside the comfort zone is unknown, but that's where the non-attachment comes in because that's where the miracles occur. That's where the synchronistic events are found. That's where the soul callings are found. That's where the destinies are activated. And we have to know how to manage our energy system when we know that we are in attachment. When we know that we are in needing to be right, we're attached to an outcome, we are seeking to control others, seeking to control our environment, seeking to control how things play out in our life, which we will never have control of. We are not in control, nor do we want to be in control, right? Because we're down here in this plane. We don't have the best vantage point, okay? If there's anything we've learned on this mission is we don't know shit down here. We are constantly sending research and information back up to the galactics through our experiences. And then they are assisting and guiding us through our experiences. So we're working, we're collaborating, but we don't have the full picture because we're down here in our own vessels with our own perspectives. So we don't know shit about the bigger picture. That's why we have to learn how to be non-attached and how to trust. So when we feel like we are, you know that you're attached to either a person, place, thing, or outcome, belief system, anything. Start recognizing where those attachments are preventing you from growth, where they are preventing you from stepping out of the comfort zone and into the unknown, and especially where they are preventing you from taking steps on your journey that your soul is calling for you to make, but your ego is convincing you that you can't do that. Oh, well, I can't do that because what am I going to tell this person? And what am I going to, it doesn't matter. That's the non-attachment. And there are uh, three great mantras that we can all utilize in our life to help us with this. So the first one is accept, embrace, and allow. So anytime you feel like your body is in resistance, right? Anytime you feel it, your body is feeling resistance, you feel like you are being pushed outside your comfort zone, you feel like you have experienced a loss of something, something has been taken from you, or you have lost something and is creating pain and is creating grief, heartbreak. Simply state out loud, I accept, embrace, and allow. I accept, embrace, and allow. And the more you say it out loud, the more your system will regulate and the more you will be open to seeing the miracles, the blessings, the silver linings of what's actually trying to be brought to you, right? Because if we're attached to everything that we have, we don't make space for new and grander things. You'll only ever have what you have. And so there is a risk. We have to take that risk in being non-attached, knowing that source loves us, source wants us to evolve, wants to bring us our dreams, wants to bring to us 
grander experiences, grander beings, grander environments. God is the giver of dreams. But we have to allow her to do that. And we do that by accepting, embracing, and allowing. The second mantra is, I don't know shit. So the second you feel like you need to prove that you're right or you're super attached to a way of thinking, a way of being, a belief system, anything, and if anybody kind of questions it or says something that you feel opposes that belief and it makes you, it triggers you or it makes you go into resistance or you feel like you have to prove that you're right, say, I don't know shit. I don't know shit. Say it as many times a day as you need to. Again, it will help you regulate the nervous system bring you back into the present moment and it will dissolve the attachments okay the third one is i surrender it's very simple i surrender i surrender i surrender this is especially key when you feel like things are out of control around you right because our instincts is always to try to control try to fix and again we'll go back to we don't know shit right we know our higher selves is doing what is highest and best for us And sometimes that means that things are going to happen in our experience that seem out of our control because they are, because they're being orchestrated from a higher dimension than we can see. And we have to surrender. So just saying, I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. You'll feel your body relax and you'll be able to see the blessing. You'll be able to see that something is trying to be cleared from your experience so something new can be brought in. Cutting cords is also um, a great practice. If you've never practiced um, cutting cords, it's very simple. When you feel like your thoughts are maybe going a little bit out of control, looping thoughts, maybe it's fear, um, maybe it is um, you know fear of something not going the way you want it to, um, fear that things are changing and you and and it's you know it, it, we have to remember our nervous system is not used to change the the, the past 27,000 years of this illusion have literally been built around around the concept of not changing staying inside comfort zones hoarding holding on to everything um survival fight or flight we our nervous system is adjusting right now to the the new higher concepts of surrender of non-attachment of accepting embracing allowing of going with the flow of receiving receiving and giving being in an ebb and flow being in the unknown because that's where the magic happens so our nervous systems are adjusting to this right so again this is all not an overnight process this is a constant process But the more that we can use the tools to help ourselves, the easier it will be. So cutting cords is simply visualizing yourself, literally cutting any energy cords around you. I cut cords with everyone and everything and all events. And I reattach all of my energetic cords to everything that is whole, pure, true, and in resonance with love. And you can make it even simpler than that, but that is the mantra that we use. Because then you are connected to the infinite. 
then you are connected to the limitless possibilities, the pure source energy. And we're cutting our cords from the past. We're cutting our cords from the attachments. We're cutting our cords with belief systems, with control, all of it. So using these tools every day is very, very helpful. Um, And also actively looking at your life and reviewing it and seeing where attachment lies for you is it with people is it with places is it with things is it with belief systems or thought systems ways of being that you think that's the only way right are you attached to outcomes as the only way um and i feel that um ceremonies for this are especially helpful so anytime you would like to help dissolve this because this is a big one right attachment and control are very very widespread and it and it and it translates into every area of our life um but ceremonies for this are especially potent so if you write out a ceremony i wish to dissolve all control you know i wish to dissolve all attachment etc whatever else you feel to write and then you burn it it's very very helpful for putting the intention out to release this energy from your vessel and again be heartful of the way that your body feels because the nervous system is going to feel stressed as we move more into the unknown because it's we've we've been living in this very cocooned state where we always have this protective armor and this guard up and this protective layer that kind of is between us and the outside world right because we have been taught how to be victims of the outside world because of our attachment because of our control so that if something outside of us you know changes or something outside of us now has control over our internal state that is dysfunction because our internal state should not be dictated by external circumstances and i know this is a hard concept again i am i'm not delusional i understand this is a long process because i've been doing it for years it does not happen overnight this is every day little by little by little we are learning how to adjust our nervous system to the unknown from the known to the unknown right from the comfort zone to the outside the comfort zone If you can take small steps into getting outside of your comfort zone a little tiny bit every day, you will start healing your nervous system. Um, This could simply be maybe going outside your comfort zone with something you wouldn't normally try or normally do, but you're going to go ahead and give it a go. And it can be, again, small things, right? For those of you who are really working on dissolving that attachment, dissolving that control, and really working on the nervous system regulation, I also highly recommend cold showers. Um, You can do them, you can get in the shower and you can do a hot shower first and you can end it with a bit of cold, 30 seconds to two minutes. However, you'd have to build it up, you know, don't, don't go balls to the wall on the first go, but you can build yourself up um, or you can start cold and then go into a hot shower. There's a lot of people who love ice baths and things like that. Do whatever works for you. Um, but cold showers at least a few times a week, even if it is just for 30 seconds, really helps regulate the nervous system. 
it helps us adjust so this is a process um, and again we have plenty of resources on the website at 5dfulldisclosure.org under the library tab and the 5d university tab for anybody who is really in the in the process of healing that nervous system and if you are looking for more one-on-one -on -one assistance please go to our sessions page equal energy exchange is available um, and i love you guys and i'll be back soon